Hey. Um, how you going? Uh, this is Liam from the uh, Bastion Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, yeah, tonight was pretty epic. So we talked about, uh, well, first of all, Michael shared some communion. We all uh, you know, broke, broke the bread. Drank the drank the blood, whatever you know, all that all that jazz. Um, then Will shared an amazing message. Um, it was supposed to be kind of in Corinthians, but of course, in true Bastion style, we didn't start there. Um, we started in in Matthew, so that was it was good fun. So you're in for a bit of a treat tonight for this one. Um, yeah, should be good. It kind of jumps right into where. Michael is uh, doing communion and all that, so should be good. Bear in mind, the audio was recorded through my phone, um, so it's a little bit echoey, but uh, I don't know, I think I feel like you're still going to get a somewhat decent experience. Anyways, enjoy. So, silence in the court. Silence in the court, okay. Um, I'm just going to open for us in prayer, and then we're going to read a bit of Colossians, so if you'd pray with me. Um, About supremacy? Sure. Okay. Why does someone Shy Anne? Shy Anne. Shy Anne. Okay, but you guys saying Shy Anne was longer than me talking originally. Shy, come on. Okay, um, yeah, great God and Heavenly Father, we just thank you so, so much for just the promises that you have given us and the fact that not only can we hold onto those promises, Lord, but you hold us always. We just thank you so much that we're gathered here tonight all together and we are only here together for this reason because of Jesus, Lord, and we just thank you so much for what he has done and who he is and what that means for us um, today and for eternity. So we just pray that as we have our communion time tonight and consider the the elements of the, the body and the blood, Lord, that we would just be really fixed on just the true gospel and that you would just really bless this time of meditation and celebration, Lord, and just help us really have a clear and sober understanding of what... Um, Jesus dying on the cross really meant for us. So we just pray that you would just, yeah, just fill this space and sit with us now as we do this, Lord, and just, um, yeah, we just thank you for the peace that we can have whilst we do this. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I, um, I wanted to read a little section from the beginning of Colossians, and it's kind of a chapter that I've read lots of times, but... One thing that I re- that really stood out to me today was a particular verse. So I'm just going to read from 18 onwards. I'm only going to read from 18 to 23. Um, but basically before this part, it's talking about um, the supremacy of Christ. In other words, basically it goes into some detail about who Jesus is. And um, actually, you know what? Let's just read from 15 onwards. So we're going to read from 15. And um, yeah, so... 15, chapter 1, 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. 
and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was placed to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a minister. So for me, verse 20 just like really struck me this morning, actually. And it was the line where it says, um, um, talk, so 19 and 20 connected, but particularly the idea of Jesus making peace by the blood of his cross. Um, and I was just thinking, like, it made me consider what is peace and like, what does it mean to have peace? Because I feel like a lot of the times we just say, like, I want peace and it's so great to have peace. And here, the way that this particular section is framed is it talks afterwards about how the Colossian Christians here were once alienated and hostile in mind. They were doing evil things. They were separated from God and not acting in ways that were holy and pleasing to him. But now they have been reconciled to God. So the relationship has been restored. And notice it says, in his body of the flesh by his death. And now they can be presented holy and blameless before God. So for me, just, um, and I don't, I don't have many thoughts on this, but I think the one kind of thought that I do have is it kind of mentions the blood here of his cross and the body of flesh that he died in um, being Jesus. And through this um, death, this sacrificial death, the perfect atoning death, the only way that we could ever have the chance of relationship with God, we now have peace. That's because we return to that relationship. That's the best for us. It's the relationship that we didn't have beforehand, but by Jesus dying, we actually not only um, are no longer alienated and hostile in mind, we're no longer evil, um, but the positive way that it's, it's framed in verse 21 is that it's been done for, to present us holy and blameless. And I just think like always, whenever I kind of consider that, it blows my mind that, you know, if that's a reality and it's particularly eternal reality, and for that to happen, Jesus had to die. It's just a conviction for me to really, really know that that's what Jesus has called me to do and that's how he wants me to live. So, um, you know, Jesus has kind of, by, you know, dying and, and taking on our sin and, and, and cleansing us of that, we've, we turn away from the things that we were entertaining before and we get to turn away from that. But we're not just turning away into emptiness, we're turning to God because there is a relationship on the other side. And the relationship is good and it's perfect and it's healthy because there's no sin that invades it. You know, sin was dealt with on the cross. And um, I just think it's awesome that we can, you know, have that confidence to approach God and to be in communion with God because of Jesus' grace um, that's displayed here. So um, I'm going to pray for the the uh, blood first, then after that we can... Um, take that so let's pray 
Yeah, we thank you so much, God, for just the blood that was, um, yeah, just the blood that we can recognize as, you know, part of um, just the sacrifice of your son on that cross, Lord. And we just thank you that, you know, even though we were completely undeserving, um, this blood being spilled just cleanses us of all unrighteousness and all unholiness, Lord, and that we can just have the assurance of an identity that is not spoiled or tainted by sin or of this world, but one that is totally in line, Lord, with um, just the Christ-likeness that you desire for us so that you can have a relationship with us, so that you can just and, and enjoy us and we can enjoy you, Lord. We just thank you so much for the blood that makes this possible. And as we drink um, this cup, Lord, may this just um, weigh on our hearts, Lord, and just give us just, just that reminder of um, the cost um, for our salvation that you took upon yourself on the cross. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we can drink. Let's pray for the, um, the body. Thank you, God, that just the length that you went to, just the state of, you know, humility and just that, just the public display of you on that cross, Lord, is something that, you know, you willingly went to, Lord, knowing that it was the only way that we could be restored in our ability to have a relationship with God, Lord, and as we reflect on the body, we just think about and thank you for just, just the body of your son here in the flesh that was broken and beaten, Lord. And we don't take this lightly, Lord, and we just really thank and praise you for just, just that love that you express there and, and, and show and extend to us, Lord. And we just pray that um, as we reflect on you, you know, modelling that idea of what it looks like to be a sacrifice, that we too would give up our bodies to you as a living sacrifice and just commit, Lord, and be steadfast in the new life that you have given to us in Jesus. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Top off did you have um some prepared for after <coughs> community Um not really. Like I do have a testimony that I'm sure might fit in somewhere, but um yeah. yeah. Okay, well no pressure, but if you do feel like sure you at some point. Because yeah. <coughs> I had something that I would like to share relevant to yeah to this. Awesome. <laughs> okay. yeah. Cheyenne and Charlotte cops a little bit in the, in the car on the way out. Mm. Um, I don't know if I would call it a testimony, but just a thing that's been happening. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> story time. Yesterday, Charlotte and I are uh, in Vic Park, um, <coughs> getting coffees for his her sister, who's off the horse and all that. Mm-hmm. So you know. Can't, can't move. So we're, we're grabbing those and we're just like heading across the road to go to the Italian cafe. Um, and then this guy is kind of walking towards us. And so we're, we're kind of walking this way, he's walking this way. And then he kind of positions himself so that he's kind of going to be right in front of me. And then he shoves his head right up into my face and then like puffs his chest out like he's like about to fight me. And so then I just. He's bigger than me. He's bigger than, me. He's bigger than you. <laughs> right? Like he's. Big, big bloke, right? And he, he positions up and like kind of looks down at me. And then uh, I just step around him. Yeah, and I'm, I step around him and I just ignore him. I'm like, yeah, it's just whatever. It's just a big park, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, it's like, it's, it's whatever. And so then we, we get to the corner of the road and we're like, oh, all these businesses are actually closed right now because all the cafes closed at like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Yeah. And so we just turn around to see if anything else was open. And realize, oh, the Italian shop is, is open, so we'll go over there. So we're about to walk across the road. And he's actually stopped. And he's he's staring at, at us. And, he, and, he, and, he, and I'm like, looking at him like, okay, what's going on here? And he goes, you know what I want, Mazza? You see, are you a Mazza? And I was like, are you right, mate? And then he started to kind of walk towards me. And I'm like, I'm all good, man. I'm all good, man. And then he goes, and he just kind of walked away. And I was like, Fair enough. Big Park local here. <laughs> That's just what you get. Like I'm kind of used to it. I like work in Midland, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just think it's it's just whatever, just a crackhead, right? Like it's mm. whatever. Um, and then I'm on my way home today. I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm on my way here today on the train. Um, Charlie's picking me up. Long story. Anyway, and this lady, she gets into the train, and she she kind of she. I'm, I'm positioned right next to one of the doors between the two carriages. So that's that's important. Mm-hmm. She she she's walking and she's just kind of just talking to herself, just just like off in her own little world. I looked to see if she's had like earpods in. She didn't. She's just like off, off in her own little world, just like talking. It was all like all blabber, the old nothing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make out what she was saying. She presses the, bu- the button on the door, walks through. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm lucky. She's in the other carriage. Because whenever like a, a crackhead gets on, you're like, I don't want to be on this carriage with them. Yeah. Right, um, and that, that goes on, and then we get to a few different stops. We're out to like success, and then suddenly the door opens. And I'm like, I bet you it's that lady. Sure enough, she, she she stammers through, and then sits down at the seat across from me, and then she starts just like she's just like she's not facing me. She's kind of facing outwards, and she's just she's just mumbling and kind of shouting at herself, and I'm just, just completely ignoring her. I'm just like, I'm not even gonna gonna worry about this and, and, and she's just everyone then an actual regular word would kind of come to the surface something about my husband blah, 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 screaming yada yada and so I just ignore her and then eventually she gets up and then goes back to the carriage and we get to the next car 
And eventually, we get to a few more stops, like Bayswater now. She comes back in and sits in the middle of the carriage. And I'm like, why is this lady keep going back and forth? Like, just pick a seat and stay there, you know? And then all of a sudden, we, 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 we stop. And so she, she then gets up, and I'm like, oh, this is her stop then. She walks outside, and then walks back in. Sits back down. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is really weird. So then she, she kind of keeps going back and forth, and then we get to my stop. And so I, I get up, and I see her, her walk in, and sit down in the exact seat that I was sitting in. And I'm waiting at the door, pressing the button, waiting for the train to stop so that I can get out. And then I finally get to Mount Lily, and I'm, and I'm getting off the train, and at the exact point that the door opens, she then stood up and then rushed towards the door where I was then leaving. I then looked over, over my shoulder and I could see that she was following me. And so we're like, I'm walking to the seating area because I'm gonna sit down and wait for Charlotte. And then I turn around and she's gone. She's like completely vanished. I'm like, where's this, where's this lady gone? <laughs> and then I look on the train and she's sitting on, the, on my seat again, screaming, at the, screaming outside the window and banging on the window at me. Just like full on screaming as she drives away and watches me the entire time as she goes off into the distance. You know, and then I, I was just like, wow, two crackheads in two days. What's kind of going? And it was just this general sense of, that, that, that wasn't crackheads. That was, that was like proper spiritual warfare, demon-possessed people like, that I physically saw. But I was like, in that moment, I, I realized why we were doing communion. I was like, I, I couldn't have been more safe. Mm. Yeah, mm. because of the act of this, yes. that's mm. why I, I'm, I'm safe, and it's also why she, she and the other guy wanted to fight me. Right. Why something in them was so irked by my sheer existence. Mm. They both of them wanted to fight me. Both of them were trying to scream at me in some some way. Mm -hmm. It's like when they were in close, but wanted to be in close proximity to you. Literally, mm. it's like but the light she, of the darkness. Mm. Mm. It's like they they wanted to. But they were doing it in their own aggressive. Yeah. And the sheer fact that she sat in your own seat. Yeah, she sat in the seat that I was sitting in. Wow. Mm -hmm. After I'd left it. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Bible says that we don't fight flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that was going to come up tonight, but I don't know. I felt that that was. No, no thanks for sharing. Yeah. It's good. I don't know what other people think, but I'm thinking we can kind of maybe go into a bit of worship time, or yeah. I might yeah. just wrap up and pray for this, and then we can maybe migrate over there. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, Heavenly Father, for the protection that we have in Christ Jesus, Lord, and just the seal of promise and of your faithfulness that you um, have us in that can never be broken lord and we just thank you that yeah just no um you know weapon of the enemy will prosper against us lord and that we have um just everything pertaining to life in jesus lord and any think that um threatens us or scares us or tells us otherwise lord um is not um is not worthy of our fear, Lord. So we just thank you that we can be rooted in the truth and in, in your word and just reminded of your presence in us at all times, Lord. And, and, and we just pray right now, Lord, for um, just every hurting, broken person in the world, Lord, that has yet to meet Jesus, Lord. We just pray for every lost um, son and daughter of yours, Lord, who um, you know, has yet to 
hear and, and recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd, Lord. And we just pray um, for them, Lord, that your your love for them would just be so undeniable and compelling, Lord, and that you would just bring ways for the truth to register um, with them, Lord. We just pray so much, Lord, that you would um, just bring healing to this city in particular, Lord. And we just pray that the, you know, we know, Lord, that you are a God of miracles and that you put flesh on dry, dead bones, Lord, and bring life and vitality. So we pray that your spirit, Lord, would just... Um, just wish to dwell in people, Lord, and fill them and bring them to a point of joy in you that is just so life-changing and so wonderful and that your name would just be lifted high up in this city, Lord, and exalted, Lord. So we just come to you in prayer tonight, Lord, um, you know, just um, recognising our position, Lord, um, knowing that you do call us to, to speak and the words that we speak are to be um, your words, Lord. So may we just speak your word out there, Lord, um, without fear, Lord, knowing that any opposition um, is is not an opposition, Lord, that can have victory over us. So we just, um, yeah, just commit all of this in prayer, Lord, and um, we just thank, uh, just thank you for each and every one of us here, Lord. Um, I just pray that we would all have the assurance um, and just the the knowledge and the just the strength in knowing that um, you are with us, Lord, always, and you'll never leave or abandon us, um, even when we walk through dark valleys, Lord. Um, the light is in us, and we don't then end up walking through valleys at all because the light shines through it. So we thank you just that um, we have that wonderful, um, just the wonderful life that we have in Jesus too, to live. So may we just live, Lord, um, in light of this. And I just, yeah, pray all these things in Jesus' name.
at the name of Jesus. And that peace is a promise. That if you present what's making you anxious, it's making you scared, fearful, like annoyed, frustrated, all the negative emotions, because they're feelings. If you present them before God, God is faithful and just to give you the peace that guards your heart. Yes. Just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. Is there any more songs? <clears throat> I think we'll do some message and then Ari can close us. If she likes, if she wants to. Sure. I just need to And then I don't know what's the time. I'm, I was hoping to finish like a little bit early so I could discuss for those who are just in, just know this worship night. There we go. Well, I aim to 10 o'clock is the latest, so before that, <coughs> yeah, I aim for 9.30, 9.30, so. I'm going to pack up too. <coughs> 25 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Starting in 1 Corinthians 9. Yeah. We'll be starting in Matthew 9. Try to get some symmetry there for you. <laughs> get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it happens every week. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whose Bible's up? The blue one. Uh, this is. Oh, right. shit, shit, shit. This is Ash's artwork. Yeah? Indeed. Is it? Check that oh, out. Wow. So cool. Nice. cool. And the verse on the back. Tosh, you can sell that. You can like literally paint bibles. Because I was asking if I could borrow it. Because like, my, my bible is right there on the table. <laughs> William's going to read it. Is that alright? Am I allowed to use it as an actual bible? It's a bible on an art piece. Oh, dear daddy. Alright. We're going to start you. Matthew 9, verses 9 to 11, and then we'll get to time. You really did work the symmetry here, didn't you? <laughs> Three nines. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Michael, myself, and my sister were all born on the 9th of our respective months. Wow. wow. 9th of May, so 9th of like September, 9th of December. Wow. <laughs> Who's 9th of September? Sister. My sister. Yeah. Um, 2001. 02. 02. Uh, okay. I'm a year and three days older than her. <laughs> there you go. Just, just, Wait, just got a September 9. Just a little bit. A little bit. Okay, Shah, I can get you to read Matthew 9 verses 9 to 11. So Jesus calls Matthew. Yeah. Um, Hi Matthew. <laughs> okay. Matthew nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is Shy reading? Has everybody got it? Yeah, Shy is going to read this, and then I'll choose somebody else to read the other. To eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Nine to eleven, and we'll come back to this. But nice big voice. 
As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his house as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. Sinners. Yucky. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Okay, that's all we're going to read for now. Okay, just want you to keep this in mind. Okay, Jesus eating with the tax collectors and the sinners. And he just calls Matthew. Just, Come with me. <clears throat> okay. All right. Now we're going to go. Well, now we're going to go to one Corinthians verses nine, and we're going to go to. <clears throat> I'm going to read one Corinthians nine verses nineteen to twenty-three. <clears throat> Who am I going to get to read? Corinthians uh, <laughs> Natasha, can you please Me? read for us? <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we talking about here? Because we read to each other too. Are we... One thing at a One Corinthians. One Yeah. Chapter 9, <laughs> verses 19 is where we are. Okay, I'm, I'm relearning how to analogue Bible. <laughs> Is this the for it is written in the law of Moses? Is that how it starts? No. I do. Nothing about the law of Moses? Verse 19. Verse 19. Verse 19. 9 verse 19. I was thinking for though I am free for all men. Free for all men, I hate myself. Okay, let's find You have to forgive me, I don't doubt what verse you're going from. Don't give me some grace, okay? I, I, I do like the Oh, okay. Michael always has the strangest snack. I love it, they're great. I think that's what I Yeah, Are we all snacked up? Yeah, no. Let's get into the Thank you. <laughs> read the Bible. That's the new guy penalty. See guys, this read will only make us hungry again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 so much. Unruly children. Those who are without the law as without the law, 
not mean without the Lord toward God, but under the Lord towards Christ, that I might win those who are without Lord. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. So this <clears throat> sort of jumped out to me. Oh. A couple of nights ago, just when, actually it was the same day that it was when Bash, uh, and Andy was asking if somebody had something to share. I was like, oh, bam, I have to share it. <clears throat> um, so why I linked this to Matthew 9, it's also Mark 2, Look, just pretty much the call when Jesus calls Matthew, um, is Jesus calls Matthew, he's a sinner, he's a tax collector, scum of the Jewish culture. And then he just starts dining with all the rest of his tax collector buddies. And it's, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a, an equivalent today. It'd be like, um, yeah, actually, you, you yeah. could be right. Yeah, like yeah. a politician who's totally controversial um, or a celebrity who's trying to say something mm. controversial or yeah. And I was like, how does, how does he do that? How does he just, and he accepts them and he loves them. And, and for me, it's, Paul is alluding to it here. He's just, I am free from all men. Mm. Just really try and think what that means. And you're free from all men. Um, how many of you heard my... Christmas Eve story. This one about your um, most of you, your step siblings. The one, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the ones who were. Okay, so I'll, so this is context for the okay Um, to quickly summarize, my dad remarried and I've adopted some step siblings who live in a way that I disagree with. Um, putting it politely. And uh, they took me on an adventure last Christmas Eve, um, which resulted in drunken nudity and uh, physical harm and it's just nothing, nothing, nothing good. Um, yep. But what was... So with the drunken nudity? See, it was just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were egging you on, eh? I was the instigator. Um, <laughs> no. The point of me sharing this is, whilst I was in and amongst this, <clears throat> um, I felt this unbelievable sense of freedom, yeah. as if I was free from... I just looked at them and yeah. I was like, I have nothing but compassion for you. Even though what you're doing I completely disagree with. I'm not angry. I'm not offended. I'm not... It was just compassion and love and it was like what the heck? this is so it was just crazy i was like where the heck is this coming from so holy spirit and it was and so because i was in that because i had that freedom that christ gave, gave me i was able to just 
be a friend to someone else who was finding it uncomfortable and he wasn't feeling free. He was <coughs> feeling very much trapped and, mm. and <clears throat> weighed down by the situation he was in. Mm. And <clears throat> it was, <clears throat> so for this, my stepbrother-in-law who was, I sort of, <clears throat> he became a Jew so that I might win the Jews. And yeah. it's this thing that I have become all things to all men. But we can only do that if we're like, if we have that freedom and authority that Jesus has. Mm-hmm. He is, he knows exactly who he is. He's just, he knows who his father is 100%. That doesn't matter who he is with yeah. or who he spends time with or who he calls. He knows exactly who he is and he is going to admit nothing but the father's love. And <clears throat> he can accept, it can, uh, and if we can manage to find ourselves in this, we can accept people for where they're at and not be offended by them, not be, um, not want to, not want to change them as in, we don't want to, the first thing we want to do is love them and then mm. disciple them, witness to them. Our first reaction is not, oh, you're sinning, you got to change that right now, you, you're a mm. dirtbag or you like, Jesus never did that because he was, he was just, literally love was just pouring out of him because he, he, knew, he knows who his father is. Mm-hmm. And um, to the weak, I became weak so that I might win weak. It's just like lowering yourself that no matter where somebody is, if it is, the tax collector, like, Donald Trump is probably a really good example. Even if they're way up there in their power and influence, but morally they're bankrupt, or whether somebody is morally. Um, uh, wealthy, but physically and <clears throat> socially, it, it, it really just doesn't matter. I become all things to all men, and it's just, I know, it just really hit me like a ton of bricks that mm. this is just an amazing thing. <coughs> we are so free in Christ that we actually become a slave to mm. everybody. Like, we give ourselves because it's, but it's not us. Like, it's just this outpouring of love and spirit, and, and, Oh, was it? I was talking. Um, yeah, unconditional as well is, is mm. probably the word I really want to emphasize. Is, um, particularly in today's culture where it's very consumeristic, I give you something if you give me something back of equivalent value. Mm. And that's not how Jesus operates. He's like, I'm going to give and give and give and give. But people also often don't know how to respond when they go, You want nothing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want nothing. Yeah. Like, because yeah, people are expecting the oh, what's the catch? Yeah, yeah. and they like, no. what is it? And it's often you have to convince them that there's nothing they have to do that's already been done for them. Mm. It's the fact of also in that moment accepting where the world is at and mm. going, we're getting to a point where this is what people need, and they know they need it, but they don't know how to ex- receive. And that's like the receiving part is that people don't know how to receive, which is really sad because it's, yeah. Um, I was reading kind of 22 and 23, so that's me. Mm. Um, to the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. Mm. I have become all things to all people by that all means I should save some. It doesn't say I'll save all of them. No. Yeah. I'll save some. Yeah. He gives his, he becomes yeah. all things to all people. He gives hundred percent his all to save some. It's kind of he doesn't expect that he'll save all. He just chucks everything in, he trusts God, 
We go back to um, Matthew 9 and we finish that. Yes, sir, Shai, if you could read 12 13 of 9 9 Matthew. When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, yeah. That's who Jesus came for. That's those people, but um, like you said, some of them don't know how to receive it, they think they're too far gone, I know. Yeah, I've met people who think I just just worthless, I don't know. Um, Can I jump in? Mm. Um, I was reading, so I was in John 5 this week, and it's yeah. the um, Jesus healed, um, Jesus heals the sick man at the pool of um, Bethesda, and what really struck out to me was the response of the man to Jesus, yeah. because in truth, like he's been trying, like he was there for um, oh, thirty-eight years, being an invalid, and you know there was this kind of um, kind of myth that like if you went where the water was being stirred, yes, you would yeah. be. But you um, had to be the first one there. Right, yeah. I had to be the first one, so he kept missing out. So this mm. whole time for healing and deliverance from this, he was putting his hope in like false, in, in false ideas of yeah. that. And when Jesus actually comes up to him, he says. Um, do you want to be healed? Mm. And the, the sick man didn't say yes or no. Like he literally said, "Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, um, another one steps down before me." So, like his response to Jesus's offer of healing was that of, "Oh no, but I've been trying, and it's just never happening." And that's kind of reminded me of that response that I think we do come across. Like that idea of the gospel is really too good to be true, but praise God that it is true. <laughs> and I just think that, um, and it's wonderful, and even that response, though, Jesus' response to that response was, get up, take up your bed, and walk. So, and then he was healed instantly. So, it's like incredible that despite the fact that sometimes we don't really know what we need, that Jesus' grace is just like, oh, he really can reach down and reach us from where we really are. So, What would um, um, a modern-day equivalent be of... of um, that phrase that the the, the man who needed healing said, like, yeah. but the, 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 I need someone to stir up the water for me before I can go in. Like, I think, what, what would be like a modern day kind of context to that? I was thinking of like satisfaction, you know, like Jesus is the thing that completely satisfies. It could be things like people kind of thinking, oh, I don't need Jesus, I've got no room for that. Like it sounds great and all, but I'm happy with the way things are. Mm. Um, 
or even <coughs> if they're not happy, they're like seeking it in other things like people. You know, people become huge idols. We think that people can give us everything, but only Jesus can give us everything. But yeah. I was thinking more like I've heard people like save up money for surgery. Yeah. Go for surgery and it hasn't worked. And, mm. and you're in the space of Got all that hope in that. Yeah. Betray everything in that sense and it doesn't work. Mm. In the way of salvation, I would think like a modern day of it would be like <clears throat> when you tell someone like, "Well, do you want to be saved?" Yeah. and they respond with, "But I am a sinner, but I do this, and but I can't, but I, I am not perfect, and, but I'm so yeah. bad," and he's just like, "Pick yeah. up your notebook." That's fine. <laughs> <and you're saying, laughs> yeah. mm. mm. I guess for a lot of people, it's really hard to understand. Like, like what's the word? Uh, Unconditional love, mm. Mm. like you, like you were saying before, like in the world that we always expect yeah. we have to give something to get something in return. So mm. then the fact that God just loves us as we are, people are like, what? No, that's that's, that's not the case. There must be a catch. Yeah. 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 I'd, also, yeah. I'd also say that some Christians as well conform to that of like, who? Yes. I keep sinning. Mm. Why do I keep sinning? Oh, oh, God, God, I'm sorry, God. You just have to put up with me. Like you don't mm. love me or. They fall into the trap of like because of this sin that is separate from us, this thing is somehow identifying now our worth to God yes. when it's completely separate from us. Which is so good because when I read chapter, uh, when I read um, verse thirteen, chapter nine, my mind instantly highlighted verse four. I have come to call not those who think yep. they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. And instantly, I just thought like that is such an encouragement to me. Because um, I started doing a whole like study on uh, the comfort and conviction, and I know that for me, when I sin or when I fall short of God, I can sometimes get really down and out about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a verse in one John about it about you know like after you repent, you need to move on from it, like mm-hmm. mourn, but then you can't let it hold you back. And even in this verse where it says, <coughs> "For those who know they're sinners," it's just so encouraging to me that I. When I do see it, I do feel bad about it and I do get convicted of it because that means Jesus has called me to be righteous with him. Yes. Like yeah. it's, I would feel, you know, it, it would be a lot more daunting if I didn't feel bad about the things I've done wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then there's no condemnation for those exactly. who are in Christ. So. so he's just letting you know that you've sinned, not yeah. out of condemnation, but out of the fact that he wants to make you righteous with him. And that's mm. who he's called. I think also um, something that I'm picking up from Matthew's story is this pool of healing, so to say, if you think about it, it's like a cycle. Mm. It happens, oh, got to get it, goes around, oh, it happens, got to go. Every day. Every day, every day it happens. And if you think about it, I feel like some people, and... I've I've been there in the past also, but get stuck in this thinking and perspective of oh man, I'm in a cycle again. I'm in a mm-hmm. sin cycle. I'm just this is gonna happen, and then I'm just gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? And it's that 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 cycle that going around up. Oh, I've done it again. Up oh, going around up. Oh, done it again. Going around. Oh. That's exactly what the Israelites did in in the desert. If if you go back, I remember I did a study or something. I remember there was um 
visuals to it which really helped me is that they would do something they'd be like good with god good with god good with god oh no we sinned mm. again good with god good with oh and now we do it again mm. and it'd just be mm. this cycle and this mm. pattern and i think that that is so looked into it's like oh we need to know how to break the cycle mm. there, there is no cycle Jesus died so there would be no cycle. <laughs> that is pinned on him. He yeah. died for that. So get out of that mindset. That is a dead mindset. Go live a life. Mm. Do you think he wants you to keep staying there? That's not where he wants you. He doesn't want you in the dirt waiting every day for that 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 feeling that yes, that rush of I've done that art and that's just gonna run out of here. Great, it's run out. But that's where we get the river of living water that will never run dry. And because of the Holy Spirit, we are filled with a river that is bursting and overflowing from us that is promised to us. John 6, 37. It is a fountain that we live in daily. Well, could I might be wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, somewhere. And that's the highlight. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's here. Maybe I'm wrong. Loving water is in multiple places. But, um, but it's that there's a spring that's a well that's mm. ever flowing. It's, it can mm. never run dry. It's that fact of we don't go up to the dam and turn on the tap. Yeah. We live in the dam. We live in the ever flowing, ever abundant river and that is full and mm. there is no need because in him we shall not want we may walk through mm. the valley and you may see people in the valley but that is why he called us to sit with them mm. to come lower to humble ourselves with them and walk with them because they're the people that he loves the ones that are there mm. not to condemn but to guide and love and just sit with them jesus sat with the sinners yeah and what's what's Boggling for me as well is quite often I get this mindset, oh, I can't really hang out with those people because then I'll fall into the sin with them. Because <laughs> I, I, I know I'm particularly weak in certain areas, as we all are, but mm. <clears throat> things, Jesus hang out with so many different sets of people, it just <laughs> yeah. didn't matter. Like, he's literally free because of, <clears throat> yeah, because of the Spirit, because it was just, he was just love. Mm. Like, God was love. It was just pouring, and it's just crazy to think, oh, well, no, that should be an excuse. Well, no. <clears throat> it doesn't matter because you're you're free from all men, and you can become a Jew or a Jew. You can be, you can talk to um. How's it? Uses rather complex language. Under law is it under law, not being under my law, that I might win those who are under the law. And it was, <coughs> and even in one eighty, talks about um, eight and nine are all about liberty, freedom that we have, and that how we should use it. And, AD talks about not being stumbling blocks of people that might have certain issues. But also knowing yeah. where those stumbling blocks come from. Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. come from him or us. They're not our fault. No. Um, yeah, and so that's baffling. It doesn't matter who Jesus mm. was with. That he never joined in with the simple behaviour, but he was just there as that light. Mm. Mm. Um, I would... Go so the one Corinthians and the John Matthew. Mm. I've got John five in my head. 
reading this, like, God has put on my heart for a, a while now about, you know, um, pursuing knowledge on, like, godly knowledge on how to love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so reading this, it's just like, it can be very confronting because um, I know that uh, Paul isn't necessarily talking about his enemies in this verse, and Jesus isn't necessarily talking about the ones who killed him on the cross in the other verse either, but the fact is that he still did have, he had dinner with the tax collectors, but he also had dinner with Judas the day that he knew that Judas was going to betray him. And, like, when I first read it, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's how I have to treat, you know, when I was talking about love, it's like, that is how I have to treat, you know, those people who hurt me, um, and then a little voice in your head goes, yeah, but he's not talking about enemies and those people really hurt you. And I was like, so? Like, Judas hurt Jesus the most. And Jesus still did this with him. He sat and had dinner with him. And not only that, gave him his bread and wine, <laughs> his body yeah. and blood. Um, yeah, he took him for me. Yeah, like, he did do this stuff with his enemies too. Yeah. So we're not called to condemn or react to them either. We're actually called to sit with them in the end. Mm. One of my favourite proverbs. Uh, essentially, having a good community. Yeah, that's my mum's favourite. Calls burning shame on, on their, heads. their heads. My mum quotes that to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> she told me that today. Like, my mum is like my therapist, so I went home and I was like, "Mom, yeah. it's happened," and she's like, "You know what? Like, just because." Okay, you know, I get real vulnerable and honest. I, to be honest, I did retaliate in like something that happened today in a way that I later felt really convicted about. And I was like, oh Lord, I shouldn't have done that. I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. Please like change their hearts as well. Don't let that like affect how they see you. She told my mum about it, and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. And she was like, that's okay. Like you'll learn. She's like, tomorrow you'll go and you'll see them, and you'll be really kind. And it actually worked too because, um, more to be honest, my what I call retaliating. Like I told my friend about it, who's actually like, that was not retaliating. If that was me, they would have had a lot worse than that. But anyway, I got an apology from one of them, and it was like, oh, yeah, Yeah, it was true. What was that? The verse? It's a proverb. Um, Proverb. A kind word is like hot coals on your enemy's head. Is it a psalm or a proverb? Yeah, he does. Um, hey, look, there's another um, prophet in the dictionary. Oh, that verse uh, was seven, John 7, 38. John 7, That's close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was 38. I'll try. 32. But like... In in that verse, who? What? Will he burning coals of shame on their? Oh, so if your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they are thirsty, give them water to drink. You will keep burning coals of shame on their heads, and the Lord will reward you. So, what what are we calling enemy in this 
the guy. Like, what's that referring to? So, Just anyone you hate. <laughs> <laughs> anybody who persecutes you. So, anyone you hate, dislikes, dislikes you. Well, so there are, of course, there is the enemy, our enemy. Um, but I don't necessarily think we're called to do kind words and give him water and stuff. But <laughs> mm. there are like bodily enemies too, like people who set out to hurt you. Um, that can be planted by the devil for sure. Mm. Um, I know yeah. David had like a million of them. Every second psalm is about his enemies. <laughs> 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 well, he, always like, rejo- enemies me. he always rejoices though as well. Yeah, that's so. mm-hmm. Well, not always. Then, so you said, Later. you're not sure about the actual enemy, but wouldn't you like to have the opportunity to pour burning coal? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. But it's kind of impossible to literally get him a drink. And I'm pretty sure Andy found some way of get, uh, linking the burning coals to Jesus. I was thinking of. Um, as in, like, you're pouring Jesus on top. I was thinking of fire refining. Yeah. yeah. So. There's also in 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. actually. So that's kind of tied my. I was just, I was thinking about my, um, my co-worker that I was telling you guys about at that time. Yeah. Um, Thomas, and, and how, you know, it can be difficult, right? Because yeah. as... Relating as well to what we were talking about with your step siblings, you know, being so worldly, you know, and just coming in and loving on them and how it, it, it freaks him out to a point where he quite obviously just doesn't like me very much. Like he really doesn't, and it's, it's got nothing to do with because of, of his life choices. It's just purely got to do with just because I'm, I'm loving on him without, you know, it's, it's. As Finley put it, that unconditional love, right? Uh, I'm giving it to him. I'm, even when he's, you know, pissed off at me for existing, and I come and I'm like, hey man, how you going today? You good? You sure you're good? If I asked you if you were good, would you tell me if you're actually good? No, no, I say stuff, stuff like that, and he's like, what? So he's so confused, you know? Yeah. I guess sometimes it's also a shame seeing that, like, mm. through everything, you're able to be a good person, and they're like, well, I'm not like that. That mm. makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. Which yeah, also, yeah. to warn you, like you were experienced, um, in a lot of, um, especially people who don't have Jesus, um, instead of it being like a, you know, praise God, a lot of the time that happens when they think, I want to be like that, why can't, or like, what's wrong with me, I want to turn to Jesus, mm-hmm. but before that happens, a lot of the time it just turns into like, bitterness and resentment that is mm-hmm. towards you, and that's when this spiritual battle comes into play, and you just have to remember mm-hmm. that everything he says and retaliates to you is not to you, mm. it's about the spirit that's in you that's convicting him. And he's feeling convicted and he doesn't know, because he doesn't have Jesus to turn to yet, he can't, with us, we feel convicted, we pray. Mm. With them, they feel convicted and they have to, um, what's the word when you Eventually. project? Yeah, they, they have to project that conviction on mm. someone. This is your fault why I'm feeling this bad. You're, you're so judgmental, mm. you're so rude. Like, mm. I, there's nothing wrong with me. So, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a realized because I just flipped a random page, <laughs> but it's it's good. Um, so when it talks about how, because I'm in two Corinthians five, uh, eighteen and nineteen, right? um, it says all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting the trespasses against them and trusting to us the message of reconciliation. It's all kind of underlying, underlying 
the reconciliation between people is like Christ gave us this message of reconciliation. So like when Liam goes into work, he's trying to reconcile because God first reconciled himself to you mm-hmm. and to you to him. But these people don't have Christ, so it's it's going to be a barrier for them. They're mm. going to think that, why are you doing this to me? Why exactly. are you doing that to me? Mm. You are the worst. Exactly. Because and they don't have exactly. Christ. Until their spirit recognises that it's Jesus that's doing this, mm. it's going to come out as projection onto you. So, mm. um, I've been... You think that there's a level of them associating that, that feeling with my presence, which then can yeah, lead to further... Yeah, you know, Because there's that... Association. I always feel this way when they're around. Mm-hmm. It must be that I don't like them. Exactly. It, but yeah. it's but you know that it's not you, it's the spirit. Mm. But that's why, like, so, yeah, just keep <coughs> in mind, you know, when you're still pursuing him. But mm. make sure, like, every day you take up your cross. Every day you're putting on your full armour of God. Like, read mm. it that every single day. Because that's what will protect you from it. Mm. Mm. Literally, I remember mm. there was the one day that I didn't. Um, and then Thomas came to work. And then... Went off at me, and then the next day I had to have a mental health day. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to take a day off work because of of I, I let down the shield for one day. Yeah, yeah there's fiery darts mm. from death yes. that are literally trying to <laughs> hurt yourself. Mm. Mm. There's um there's a passage in Romans twelve, um verse seventeen, never repay evil for evil to anyone. Mm. Respect what is right in the sight of all people, if possible. So far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it, it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil. I mean, just with the artwork, because there's the notion here of essentially making the gospel relatable. Yeah. I do all things for the sake of gospel. I become a desert Jew so that I might win the Jews. And, um, so I, I don't know this person, but yeah, maybe try and find... Just think of it literally like your, your step-siblings. Just yeah. how would you approach them? That'll be the same to how I approach Tom. Well, look, I just... I went along with them. I laughed with them. I, um, mm. I said yes. I accepted their invitation. And but then when they went too far, I didn't like, get upset. I said, "Okay, you guys do that. I'm gonna be taken off now." Um, like yeah, but I don't know. The Holy Spirit was just literally guiding me that night. It was mm. crazy. Um, you just love them. That's all you can do. Yeah. Just be there. Like I was telling Charlotte, I'm in Job at the moment, and it's like. God is highlighting me, highlighting to me the difference of a true comforting friend or like a true yeah. friend to what Job had. And like he didn't need, you know, people to yeah. preach to him and tell him to repent and shame him. He just needed a friend <coughs> to say, I'm really sorry I'm going through this. I'll just, like the first day they found out, they just went to his house and they sat there in silence. And actually that was the best thing out of the yeah. whole book that they did. Yeah. They just were with it. Make him a meal, give him a drink. So, yeah. in the circle, who's a self-proclaimed extrovert? <laughs> if your hand is raised, what are the three steps to relating to anybody? 
It's a big one. Three steps to arrive. Three steps? Three steps. Three hours. Three gives you a Telstra. Oh, I mean, three hours. That's a bit different. Literally, there's three ways. Three different ways that you three different Best ways that you can <laughs> three different ways you can relate oh, to somebody. Oh, I mean, like, but, or it could be steps. My first one is like listening, ask questions, yeah, like be interested in someone. Yeah. Like be curious about them. Like at Steve Games, I was with Ev, um, and I had like uh, like someone like there's people that you meet once or twice, and you say, oh hello, hello, nice to meet you, and a small conversation, maybe once or twice. So you try and think of something to make conversation about. So I would always say, so what are you playing tomorrow? And they would say, oh, I'm playing this and this. Mm. And then I'll just remember it. And then next time I saw them tomorrow night, I walked past them and I said, I, like I made sure to like call them out and said, hey, such and such, how was such and such that you mm. played? And everyone was like, you're so bold. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what just walking past. Like she was just walking past. Yeah. People just walk past. Yeah. And you just remember yeah. like, oh, you said, oh, next time you see them, they like, oh, you, how's your dog? Like literally yeah. the random, most random thing. Someone talks about their dog all the time and say, how's your dog got? Like, then mm. they'll pull out photos of their dog and then all of a sudden they're talking about their dog for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, be the one to like, extend the invitation in a way. Like, you make their first interaction. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. initiate. This whole conversation yeah. reminds me of their <sighs> podcast. I can't remember the person's name. You'll remember when I say this. Um, how to have the best year of your life. Yeah, John Maxwell. John Maxwell. Thank you. John Maxwell. Maxwell. <laughs> You're so hard to help me out. Is that you think about how, how to accept people. I'm just going to say it. I may butcher it, but it's fine. You value people. You go out of your way to act on that thought of valuing people. You follow up on valuing people. Yeah. So, so one thing John Maxwell did is he used to, before an interaction, He'd go and intentionally try and write down questions that he think would come up with like really engaging conversation mm. with the person mm. who's going into the Yeah. That's that's smart. Yeah. See, introverts uh, are usually quite against small talk, right? And so it's like that actually that's a good way of migrating yeah. a conversation into an into an introverted. Yeah. I mean, like style. I'm an extrovert, but small talk's boring. Mm. Yeah. Like you, like the, the whole like, purpose of it. Today? <laughs> I mean, the whole purpose yeah. of small talk yeah. is to get to this stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you remember it's personal things play. about this person, so if you've been yeah. in this room and they've mentioned maybe that they like a band, right? Mm. Just say, oh hey, like I heard you talk about this band. I've never heard them before. Are they good? Easily though, if they've mentioned it before, they'll talk to you about it because it's something they're interested in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, like just try and listen and remember things mm. about them and yeah. like. Oh, you and it'll just show. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes you come across as weird. I've definitely been like, <laughs> like mm. at first they're like, why is this girl like? You're weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's so friendly, but well, yeah, well, yeah, not everyone. Big contact book. The point is, those people that I've made like mm. shallow connections with at first that had thought maybe I'm weird because I remembered that they have a support cat. And I asked how the cat was, and they were like, kind of weirded out, but also touched that I remembered. <laughs> when they're really going through something, mm, and they yeah. think, I need someone who's actually going to listen, mm. they think of you. Like, mm. oh, she always listens, she always yeah. remembers. And, yeah. like, and you don't have to give them advice, you just have to listen. Just be like, oh, okay. Like, I'm really sorry going through that. Or like, ask some questions. Questions are great, because if someone's oh, in yeah, a rant, right. someone's in a rant, just be like, Oh, why do you think that? You know. Mm. So this is number three. 
I'm keeping track of what number I'll take. Are we getting marked on this? Especially non-Christians love to talk about themselves. So yeah, everyone. Got... <laughs> just keep talking about themselves. Yeah, just asking questions about themselves and eventually, you know, get used to them probably forgetting to ask what about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so what was number one again? Initiate. Yep. Initiate. Listen. Ask questions. Ask questions. Mm. Yeah, just just initiate. Like, ask questions. Like initiate. Listen. listen ask, ask questions. questions. Yeah. Like Dave's hack, the hacks big thing was. To be interesting, be interested. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, this is all stemming from how can I get to a point where Tom feels safe around me? Mm. And, yeah. and, and, and do it in a way that's not gaming him as a person. Yeah. I don't want to be trying to fake. pull it out. Yeah. I don't want to be fake guy. That's, yeah. Like a favorite exactly. like or something. Yeah, bring him have a, have a bag yeah, that's awesome. so I because I heard someone train <laughs> the red frog someone, star no, no, well, but I heard someone train somebody else to like them by learning what their favourite sweet was and always giving them one uh. and then they ended up and, and then you end up seeing a person and you go oh I really like that person I've associated you with the yeah. <laughs> I am currently the guy in class who brings pods every class and now you like him right because we need to have a good crew together next semester. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Right. No, perfect. No, that's exactly right. No. No, and no, every no. time I play it, that's so true. And I'm like, I had so much money. You had so many bags of pots. So, can someone type the three things into the chat for me? My, my phone's. I don't know if three just Danny, can I get you to pipe it up for me? Then why? If it makes you feel like that, I've made friends, so I'm actually Monday night to you. Yeah, sure. yeah. No, initiate, listen. 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 Yeah, initiate, listen, and ask questions. To the um, WA Day Festival, and so um, Eskimo Joe and Imagine Dragon. Oh, not the one. It's both of Tony Joe and Lane. Done. Very different. These extroverts are pretty chill. Both great. Sorry, I'm gonna open this one too. Oh, this does not break. It doesn't break this time. Oh, yes. That's step four. Talk about your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's like now that we've talked about you, let me tell you about something. <laughs> but that would never happen. Just like literally, just turn and make a joke. Just be like, oh, haha, uh -huh. that was funny. We'll just invite them to church. Or maybe comment on something. Exactly. You I've tried. I, have, I haven't gotten someone who said yes yet, but I've tried. Well, I'm trying to come and land this plane. Yes. Good tangent, though. It's a faith tangent. No, absolutely. Yes. We just have a connection. Tangent to my psychic All right. Can we reel it in, guys? Guys, can we really do this? Can we have like the caramel? Come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> they want this snack. Let them have this snack. Yeah, just come today. Uh, we're having a two minute snack. Yeah. We usually don't have snacks. Um, we only ever have snacks here. <laughs> there's a book called uh, How to. Win friends and influence people? No, how to. Sorry, what? How to win friends and influence people? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Fuck Triple Ball. Fuck Triple Ball. Yeah. Amazing. I bought it, but I don't. I haven't read it yet. I've only read like the first half, but the first half that I read was good. Should I read it? It's pretty good. It's very famous. By Dale Del Carnegie. It's it's like self help one hundred and one, and it literally you boil down all the different life lessons. And then you look at like the way that Jesus interacted with people, and you're like, just bro, just read the Bible. <laughs> it's like it's the same thing. Oh, there's scriptures throughout that book. Hmm. Is that Christian? That's good. I don't know. Christian. I think that was definitely Christian. Yeah, it, it, it's it's that same quote from um from John Maxwell, where it's just like, look, give me any leadership one hundred and one, and I'll tell you where it is in the Bible. <laughs> and it's like that's literally Dale Carnegie's. And he says all the time, and old Jewish proverbs. Yeah. Like an old Jewish saying. Which is just No, I actually wanted to bring to attention just one last point. And Danny should have alluded to it. I was wondering how I was going to get there, but thank you. <laughs> um, and sort of, sort of how, how to win friends and influence people. Um, so, this whole point, like Paul is, is preaching, like it's, it's the gospel. <coughs> All things for the gospel of Christ. Um, and. <clears throat> I don't know, it's sometimes, this is me personally, and maybe Danny as well, as it turns out, um, this idea of so yeah, becoming a Jew or um, being able to relate to people on all levels, but not, out of, not for the gospel's sake, but for your own sake. Um, and it's something that I was quite convinced of, whoa really hit me because yeah. I look at my uni career now that it's almost over, pretty much over, analyzed how I went about it and um, I was very good at at uh, becoming the sort of, I was very strategic about who I was friends with, who I was nice to, who I wasn't nice to mm. and um, <laughs> and like this this verse really 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 convicted me. Um, like I was, I made sure to get my tutors on board with me because they actually have all the power in me to pass or to green light the project. Anyway, and then I was nice to the. Particularly nice to the media loans people because they, they give yeah. you the gear that you need to go and make your projects. I was always very nice to the people I knew who were good at things so that I'd have a good team and who I knew that weren't going to challenge my authority. Um, That's why you're nice to me at uni. You're not in my class. Oh, just in your class. Just in my classmates, yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing all things to all men. I was doing all things to the very specific people, ones that would benefit you. Um, and, so why? Well, to progress myself. Right. My 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 sort of rationale is like, okay, so if, I, if I can improve my own standing, I can then. I can I can then later influence people to the Bible later, but I have to get myself up first. And it's like, and again, to the week I became weak, and I was like, what? What? That's that doesn't make sense to me. That become weak. That's the whole section that Paul talks about. 
That's earlier on, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the first few, the first few yeah. chapters. And there's no power in us. In fact, we try to do things about our instruments. Yeah. So I make us look better to make the gospel look better. Yes. And so again, takes away from he says, um, "I, I do not, I do not want people. Um, I do not want to boast mm. of what mm. I'm doing." Mm. Um, and earlier on in the passage. Yeah. That's, is that, that's the one about if, if you're going to boast about anything, boast about the Lord's done. Yeah, well, Paul he mentions boasting so many, so many times in mm. Corinthians. It's like, I mean, wasn't um, he? Um, it's something to boast of. What was he before he was? If I preach the gospel, I've nothing to boast of, for I'm under compulsion. Before, what, what was Paul again before he was Saul? So he was Saul anywhere around first. Yeah, he was Saul, but like he was. Pharisee, yeah. yeah. So he, he he lived in that that world of of status and mm. power. And he was like top of the top, like. Mm. He was, yeah. But he would have status. known boasting to then know when. Because he probably yeah. did it himself. When there was that time of transformation, that conviction, like mm. you were talking about earlier, mm. that it would have hit home. So I think that. Yeah. <coughs> so I just want to make sure that yeah, we we're doing it under compulsion because yeah. we just have to preach the gospel. That's what he says. I just yeah. have to. If I do not mm. preach the gospel, woe is me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so... So in Philippians 2 verse 3, it says, uh, Don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be yeah. humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Yeah. But in a different translation, that's not my favorite translation. Um, it says, uh, what is it? Do nothing of selfish ambition. Mm. So nothing... Of selfish. That's like that. I, For where there we, is pride and selfish ambition, you'll find every kind of evil. Yeah. yeah. So we, someone quoted that at our committee retreat in January, and for a solid three months, like I would just think yeah. about that verse every day, and like everything I did, I just be like, was that a very non-selfish ambition of me? <laughs> <laughs> and like being a dropper, like it was a lot. Like people would like. Often the ask, whole game. Yeah, and it's even like people asking you to do things. Are you accepting it because of your own selfish gain or because you want to do that for someone? Mm. Yeah. Or are you rejecting them because of your it won't look good for you? Or are you saying no because you're really convicted not to? It's like just one thing after another where like in a, I'm sure all of you in your own respective industries, it's very much propel yourself forward. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like the Bible saying, don't do that. Like, don't do everything out of humility. Do everything out of love. Like, don't do it out of selfish ambition, not to propel yourself forward. Um, yeah. I have a bit of a testimony on that. When I was at uni, so I graduated. Yeah. Um, when I was at uni, I took this verse and I kind of ran with it in a terrible direction and decided to be a people pleaser yeah. because I was like, I'm going to be all things to all people, that means I need to get going to my career. Not conform. So I ended up getting in with the wrong crowd, especially in my degree. It's really easy to fall into people, into groups that mm -hmm. just manipulate everything they, they get their hands on. Um, if you don't know what I, I studied, I studied game design, so it was very like, anyway. Um, so yeah, I pretty much took that and was like, yeah, I've got to be all things to all people, that way they can see God through me. But it was secretly, I need to be all things to all people so that they would like me. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to be an outcast in my mm, degree so I can get a team. very significant difference. Mm. Yeah. It's subtle. You think, yeah, you think you're doing yeah. it for this, but yeah. it says, like, 
for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of yourself, yeah, for the sake, <laughs> for the sake of the gospel, you be all things to all people so that they can see God through you, not to see you in you, but to see God through you. Yeah, I think. Question. Yeah, I think. It's handy to point out that there's a difference, yeah. and the difference is the sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sacrifice. You you be mm. all things to all people, and it's going to cost you. Yep. It, um, which naturally you're not going to sacrifice yourself to for self. Fish and fishing, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there is sacrifice involved. Yeah. Sure. Which yeah. Notes, which takes. Yeah. I mean, some people will sacrifice themselves for self. Yeah. Right. Some people. Yeah. It's. Yeah. yeah I mean, I agree with you. It's not worth it. Yeah. You're, trying to make <coughs> you're trying to make yourself better. But if it's going to cost you something that's going to hurt you, then. Yeah. yeah, but some people will still do it. Yeah. <laughs> they do that out of selfish ambition. Yeah. So, how do you get yourself to a point where sacrifice is as natural as breathing? I, so, my thing is, I, I, I have to look at someone and actually love them, which I don't always do. Um, so then I often, because I work with people all the time, and I... No. And, like, working with a person who you don't love... Is the hardest thing yeah. in the world to do. Mm. It just is. Mm. It's just like pulling teeth. Yeah. Mm. It's it's awful. So, it so in order for me to like feel okay in my job, I just sometimes have to go. All right, Lord, show me your love to this person. Mm. And I have to just. And there's so many times where like, after I've said that, I'll mm. almost be in tears. So just out of life. That's a really good question, and we can't do it their own strength mm-hmm. yeah. you need to see how god sees them not how yeah. you see them yeah, yeah. Like the whole yeah, yeah. That's it's very it's very hard like i work in local government and i say no quite a lot because of my job so denied A big one with red stacks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, I could have my big smile on and like mm. talking to the customer really nicely, mm. doing it properly. No, please. No. <laughs> Daddy! Why? You know. Well, I do one of them. I'm just chilling here. Because the answer, I know the answer is going to be no. Yeah. You just, it's so hard because that customer's face is going to change and even though I was nice to them everything just changes just because mm. I've said no it's very hard to love that person even if I don't mm. know them yeah it's it's just hard and I've yeah. struggled with that it's something that only God can mm. actually direct and his spirit direct mm. it's yeah it's not an easy thing yeah, even though I've had customers, they've had a great experience and they've said, yeah, Natasha, it's great to deal with, but just because I've now said no to another thing that they want, mm. yeah, then everything changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, mm. it's, yeah, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, it's also an act of 
like surrender and your path because it's so difficult to look someone in the eye who has extremely hurt you at times and say I love you mm-hmm. but it's the act of letting letting go and letting God in that moment because if it's like hey you're still holding on to something you're not going to be able to love that person because you're still thinking about what they have done to you in the past mm-hmm. but it's the act of going, Lord, you died for them on the cross mm. just mm. as much as you died for me on the cross. Yeah. Help me look at that person and see the love that you have for me. Help me look at them and go, you love them just as much as you love me. Yeah. That's mm. a really hard thing mm-hmm. to do. But that's something that, like... The Lord will teach you and show you how to do because He loves you and He loves them also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for we were first loved, so we must <clears throat> love again. John 4, 19. Oh, John is all Yeah, and yeah. God is love and we must forgive because we were forgiven. And it's, again, I, I just. Can I show you the testimony on this? Yes, please. Um, so, it's a bit personal, but I trust you all. <laughs> so, good trust. Especially me, you meant today. Um, so some of you know, some of you don't. Um, so my dad was extremely abusive when I was younger. Um, and he would just constantly be mentally abusive and physically abusive. He was just all around. Perfect combination nasty. of abuse. Yeah, yeah. anger issues. Um, but then, so my parents got divorced. And this was kind of where I was like, I'm a Christian, but I was doing like everything that not a Christian. <laughs> but I took the title and I was like, that's who I am. Um, and I built up so much resentment towards my father because of the things he'd done. Um, that I was like, no, I'm never going to forgive him. He's horrible. Blah, blah, blah. Every time someone told me about a father, I'd be like, no, my dad's not that. You know, mm. that's why it took me so long when I became a Christian to fully grasp who God was, because yeah. it was so foreign to me that I was like, no, couldn't couldn't love me, couldn't do that. Kind of. um, until end of high school, start of uni, when I finally figured out who God was, it broke me completely mm. to be like, oh wait, this <laughs> real. Um, to the point where that forgiveness and that love, I finally was able to show my dad and he has started changing in his character as well and like Danny can attest to that <laughs> um he's actually started to become more open to when we talk about like God stuff and I'm like oh I'm doing youth and I'm doing this he's like oh that's cool that's cool and, mm. and I got to a point about two years ago where I actually asked him can I pray for you and he was like um okay so I just stood on this beach like <laughs> 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 I want to show him and pray for him and then at the right end, I was like, amen. And he's like, can I go now? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sure can. I'm not holding you. And then he walked up. And it was just, it was a moment that was like, so foreign, but it yeah. felt so true. Mm. Like it was something that I'd been so scared of. And like, you know, 14 year old me would be like, the heck, why do you pray for him? Like, he's horrible. <laughs> but now that I'm at this stage now, it's like, I've, the full forgiveness of Christ that Christ forgave me when I was still a sinner, mm-hmm. I've now passed on. And it's mm-hmm. kind of that inflowing, it's 
all the spirit because I would not be in this position if it wasn't for God. Mm. Mm. But that just kept me then when we were talking about the forgiveness and the love and like the gospel. It's like the renewal of mind, Romans 12, to mm. don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of mind. It's that when you become a Christian, it changes the way you perceive people. So I see my dad not as the man who was abusive, anger, full of rage, mm. but as God's lost son, as God's um, prodigal son, like someone who's just so completely lost. Mm. And God's working <coughs> his life through you, so. Mm. Yeah, that was great. How recently was that when you prayed for him? It was about a year, two years ago. All right. So now he's, he, he's traveling at the moment, he's like, he took his retirement fund early, bought a caravan and just went. Um, but he's changed. Like his whole demeanor and his whole way of interacting with people is suddenly like, oh, I did this. I talked to this person. I was able to like help them with this thing. I'm like, you're helping people. <laughs> you're angry. So yeah, it's been yeah. So from from my perspective, it was very emotional knowing the backstory mm. to see Tash at some point. Travel all the way out to where he parked his caravan to give him a haircut. <laughs> so he's standing there. Small thing. Give him a haircut. Mm. That's that's, that's like forgiveness yeah. to the point where you can now serve someone you love. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so it's just amazing. Yes. That's what Jesus does to us. A great way to wrap this up. Yeah, so just the whole to the, the, the to the log line for this message was we have freedom so great that wherever we go, no matter who we're with, we can do all things for the gospel. Um, so yeah, we'll pray now, and then we can, for those who have to go, they can go. For those who are interested, I do want to talk about the briefly the worship night, which we're going to try and do very well in a month. Um, yeah, who's going to close in prayer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, uh, thank you for bringing this group together. And uh, thank you for all the people that you bring into our lives. And mm. thank you for all the opportunities you give us to um, pour your love out into the people around us. And um, I hope. I hope that you help us humble ourselves and to let go of our own selfish ambitions, Lord. And um, yeah, Lord, I just pray that we live our lives in a way that honors you and that we're able to let go of all the things that we're holding on to so that we can fully um, submit our lives to you. And um, yeah, Lord, I just pray that. Um, throughout this next week that we're able to just listen to you and listen to what you're wanting for our lives and Lord I pray that you help us love the people that are difficult to love mm-hmm. and Lord um, yeah I pray that you help us see um, those difficult people with the love that you have for them and Lord um, yeah I pray that you would be strengthening those relationships and building trust and building those relationships up. Amen. 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 Amen.
Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <clears throat> my throat just like had something in my throat, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think I, I really enjoyed that chat. I really got a lot out of um, Michael and Cheyenne's extroverted. Um, you know, their feedback that they had about how to relate to people. I think that that one that really stood out to me that night. Um, it was yeah, really good. Sorry, at one point, um, you know, everyone kind of started talking all at once. It was a bit a bit chaotic. Um, but hey, that's just what happens when it's uh, just recording the live environment. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I hope you got a lot out tonight. I'm sure, I'm sure that I did and everyone else did. So, yeah. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>